Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is, without a doubt, the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Today, I have two very, very special guests. And as their story unfolds, you will see that they have become iconic symbols for the show, Once Upon a Time, but with a little twist. Once Upon a Time, from storybook to estrangement and to storybook again. So I'm going to start the interview, but first I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves to the audience. So let's start with Brunwyn. Bronwyn and Brian, let's start with Bronwyn. Bronwyn, would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you very much, Lynn. Hello, everybody. My name is Bronwyn, and um, I'm um, f- from the UK. Um, I am estranged from my son, but um, other than that, um, I've lived in several European countries, speak several languages. And um, I like a challenge in life. Thank you, Bronwyn. Brian, would you introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Good morning, Lynn. Uh, Yes, I am Brian. I am in Florida in the United States. Uh, I have three adult daughters who uh, are uh, intermittently estranged from me. And uh, I expect we may talk more about that during the podcast. Uh, And I'm very happy to be here and and um, look forward to our discussion today. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to have the two of you with me today. We pick up the conversation from the last episode with Brian and Brunwyn. That is beautiful. So Brunwyn, Brian just said it was love at first read. I'm going to ask you to do a little fill in the blank. For you, it was love at first blank. First time Brian spoke on the Sunday group. First time I heard his words, I was able to connect with his mind and his feelings. That's when I, I think that's when Cupid shot its little arrow and it landed in my heart. 
So now I think our audience knows what we're about to share um, <laughs> and much more. And, and without being as, as vague, even though I don't think we're that vague about this, I, I was, I can't even put into words my reaction when Bronwyn called me we spoke um, by Zoom or by phone. I don't even remember because I was in shock. And uh, when you called me sometime in January, because I remember New Year's Day. I remember I said to the group, I will be available from X and X time on New Year's Day because holidays are an extremely hard time for estranged parents. And we really try to be there for one another. So I remember, Brown, when you logged on, and I was thinking that that I would know, like ahead of time, if people wanted to, to to check in with me, that they would email. But you logged on, and I wasn't on, and I and I emailed you back, and I said, Bronwyn, I could be available next next time. Now I don't know if this was the person because everybody in group just loves you, and you're such a magnet. But I had this feeling that, Brian, when she wrote back to me and she said to me, oh, I'm meeting with someone else, so I'll check in with you, you know, later in the week. So my imagination went went to, after my discussion with Brian later in January, went to, it must have been Brian. So Brian, we would have this discussion (laughs) later on in January, and you tell me what... Can you share with the audience what you shared with me that totally put me into a happy state of shock? Um, from, well, I think I said to you, well, from, from mid-January, I won't be five hours ahead of you. I'm going to be on the same Eastern Standard Time because I'm coming to visit Brian. <laughs> and you went into complete meltdown. <laughs> And you know what I, my, the, my first thought, no offense, Brian, my first thought was, her son's name isn't Brian. Ah. <laughs> that was my initial thought. And it kept, and then you had to say it again. I'm like, what? And I believe you repeated it. And I'm still not connecting Brian, you, Brian. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, after my little shock calmed down, I'm like, oh my goodness. She means the Brian that I know through through our <laughs> support group. And I think I started like <gasps> calming myself down. And I used an acronym that I'm not going to repeat because this is a G-rated show. But I used an acronym that kind of just like, you know, captured how I was feeling. And I was just bursting. Uh, it was I a still- lovely, it was a lovely conversation, Lynn. It was a really amazing conversation. It was so. I I want to just you know delve in, and of course you guys could just like tell me, Lynn, that's too personal. But how did this invite from the UK to Florida and the US? How did this come about? Like, what was what was said that you wish to share? I'll leave that up to you, Brian. Well, yeah, there, and let me share. <laughs> Two, two, two separate of our of when Bronwyn and I were were zooming, we shared two separate 
uh, Zoom calls, uh, the, the very, very first call with her after the, that initial contact and the initial exchange of, of emails, um, we were on Zoom together for, it must have been two or three hours. And it seemed like two or three minutes. Mm. It was, it was as if we had known each other all our lives, and and we were old friends just catching up. Um, and and I had this incredibly strong feel. At some point, I realized, hey, this is a really really long time we've we've been to, you know, online together, and you know, and I I have work to do. I I, I can't do this you know, for the rest of the day, as much as I would like to do this <laughs> for the rest of the day. Um, and, and so I, I wrote her follow-up sort of a thank you email expressing exactly that thought that I, I wished this call could have gone on and on. And, 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 and so that was, that was the first sort of inkling that this is going to be, this is somehow going to end up with an extremely positive outcome. And so then the, the second one, fast forward, I don't know, two, three, four weeks, however long it was, um, Christmas morning, we had another Zoom session. And, um, and, and in the meantime, we had had many Zoom sessions. We had exchanged uh, emails. We had exchanged uh, messages on WhatsApp. And in the course of that Christmas morning, um, Bronwyn said to me, so I don't remember her exact words because it was such a, I, I, I get this, I, I knew exactly what she was saying without her saying it, but she said, when are we going to meet? You know, how's, how's this going to happen? <laughs> can, I, can I interrupt there? My exact yes. words were being, being the shy, shrinking violet that I am. So... When would you like me to come and visit you? That's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. It is 2022, Bronwyn. I love that you said that. Yeah. And so if you want something, go get it. Yeah. I love Bronwyn. And... So when she said, pose that to you, what was your reaction and or your and... response? Yes, and, and I do remember my immediate response was as soon as possible. I, I didn't uh, I didn't have to think about it. It wasn't that I didn't think about it. I didn't have to think about it because wow. it was already in, not just in my mind, but it was already in my heart at that point. Um, and so from there, it only took us a few days to to look at airline schedules and, you know, figure out, the logistics of everything um and and again this is so if my first regret was the two days i wasted between uh that initial posting of her email and i took from sunday to tuesday to, to send her an email mm -hmm. my second regret is um looking out ahead from those those last few days in december when we were trying to figure out when she could come and visit um I don't know whether it was ticket prices or something else, but we ended up with her not coming to the U.S. until January 17th or 18th. I think it was the 18th. But you know, but the regret is 
why did we wait so, wait so long? <laughs> why did we wait two and a half, almost three weeks? Uh, you know, should have been, I, you know, we lost some time that we will never get back. And uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. And it was, it's, it's wonderful. I really want to come back to later in, in our conversation because Brian, you mentioned a couple of you know, times this loss of time and how significant time is. And I'm wondering if that is related to our estrangement, if parents look at time differently, but I'm going to hold off on that. I want to now, now that we know Bronwyn's like, okay, when am I going to meet you? You guys book the flight. So one of my questions to you, and I'm almost like the, the, the little girl in me is a little nervous right now, feeling, you know, this, this coming off of the plane. And so my question to you is you see each other in person for the first time. And tell me what that's like. What is it like to have this virtual love connection for weeks, months, and then all of a sudden it's the first time you see each other. Is it like a blind date? Is it not at all like a blind date? What is oh, it? Oh, oh, okay. can, can I answer? Can I answer? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, and, and, and first of all, uh, whatever Bronwyn says that contradicts me in what I'm about to say, I defer to her version of it. Um, <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> I, I, I had gone to the airport to, to pick her up and and obviously she was coming through international arrivals and there were uh, and I had asked at airport information you know, where the, the British Airways passengers would come out and they directed me to to one place um, and I got there before um, before before the plane had actually touched down so I just found a seat and was sitting there in the kind of the middle of the airport where the where passengers would come through after customs. And and I sat there and uh, and I think she sent after the plane had landed, Bronwyn had sent me a, a WhatsApp message saying she had landed and it was um, getting off the plane and was going through customs and all of that. And I was just sitting there waiting for people to start coming out of the, the doorway where I was expecting them. And in a lot around that time, somebody else came around and asked sort of out loud in general, where do passengers come from, you know, from British Airways and somebody else in the, the lobby there had said, oh, they come uh, down there pointing um, down the hallway. And I thought, oh, I must be in the wrong place. So so I started going down the hallway and I was sort of frantically looking up at all of the signs above, you know, you're in an airport and there are, uh, there are always signs above eye level, um, you know, over doors and stuff to, to indicate where you are and where to go and stuff. So, so I'm looking up as I'm walking down the hallway and and at one point when I thought I was getting close, I looked down at, uh, you know, what looked to be like people coming out of a, a particular area. And 
and I saw it. Now, remember, we're wearing masks because this is COVID time. <laughs> and, and I saw her and I knew, <gasps> just I instantly knew it was, it was her. Obviously, we had, you know, seen each other on Zoom, but, but I was only looking at her eyes because of the <laughs> mask we were wearing. Uh, but I knew more than just to recognize her. I knew this is the woman I love. I just knew. How did you know that, Brian? It, it was a combination. It's one of those things where you can't really mentally process it. There's no logic that, that gets us, that gets our, our hearts to that point. It was obviously a combination of, well, we had, um, we had communicated so much in the past couple of months that we knew each other really, really well. Um, and then there was a, this other sort of intangible quality that, that we were open to this, that, that our hearts were open and it was beyond logic. It was just something that was right. This is what, this is the way it should be. And so, um, you know, a, a, you would never ask a scientist to measure how I would knew, how I would know. Mm -hmm. I just knew. I just knew. Bronwyn, do you want to share your version? Did Brian get it right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> um, for me, I had like the, the week leading up to the departure was for me quite stressful because I was traveling in COVID times. There was booking of COVID tests and all this paraphernalia that is involved in international travel. And um, I remember having quite a few um, conversations with Brian and all these various apps I had to download and on my phone. And I'm just not really, not really good at that. And, um, you know, I found, I found it all really sort of quite overpowering. Again, with the kind of, um, you know, butterflies of, you know, the whole journey. Um, but the, the, the more, the morning that I uh, set off to go up to, to London, um, I set off the day before, um, I found a calmness came over me as I was finally on the road. It was happening. And um, I got through my COVID test and I booked into my hotel and spent my night there. And then the next morning, um, I had an early get up for my flight and once I checked my baggage in and I'd got through security and uh, passport control I was just filled with a sense of deep peace and a sense of I'm going home I don't I don't know why and I can't explain that but there was just this deep deep feeling inside that I wasn't going to visit somebody I didn't know 
it was to me like I'd been in England on a business trip and I was coming home to Brian. And I got on the plane and I felt really peaceful and I just settled down and decided I needed to sleep because when I got here, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get much sleep. So I slept on the plane and came through immigration and I was, I, I'd come through the doors at, at the airport and, you know, I was looking around and I wasn't expecting um, Brian to be there because, you know, I had discussed that US airports are set up differently than UK airports. And um, so I was expecting that he might not be instantly there. So I was fine with that. And then I saw, then I saw him looking up at all the signs <laughs> and walking towards me, but not seeing me because Brian is six foot one and I'm five foot four. So there is, <laughs> there's a difference in our heights. And I just stood there with a big smile on my face and just looking at him. And I just went, wow, wow, this is my guy. And um, yeah, I just felt instant joy, um, instant filling up of love. And then our eyes met and I just knew that this was it. I was home and I was with the man I want to, I wanted to be with. And um, blimmin' masks are not very good in, you know, hot, passionate moments at an airport, <laughs> are they? <laughs> and um, we did sneakily let the mask, oh, it dropped off a little bit so we could have a kiss. <laughs> um, I love that. So yeah, so that's my the... version. <laughs> Once upon a time, from storybook to estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Our conversation continues in the next episode. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.